It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, it sounds like Bruce Arians is really going to be involved in that conversation down there. Bless Bruce and Jameis. Bruce and Jameis. Yeah. Could be scary. It, it, it could be. I mean, Jameis really fits what. Couldn't you see he Bruce walk in there and go, "Now, nah, listen, Jameis, I'm going to tell you something. We're going to put up 50 points a game." Yeah. And Jameis is like, "I'm down." Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what's the truth, whether you like it or not. But it's truth, and truth don't hurt. Your coach's staff is trash. Okay. Yes, Welcome back to a Real Bucks Talk podcast. That's right. We are back and back and better than ever because my good friend Mark Ramirez has joined us once again. He is back from Iceland and it's it feels great because it was a little scary doing it by myself the last couple of weeks uh, or the last two episodes I should say. Um, but it was it was fun and I know you had a great time so I'll let you take it away. How you been? I'm back. I'm finally warm again it was very cold over there obviously iceland and i'm very happy dirt cutter's gone i i yeah. <laughs> i made that intro there's been some news <laughs> yeah there was a little bit of news but i mean more iceland iceland was fun uh five hour time difference so i was up making that intro for y'all the beautiful you're fired yeah that intro. was great that great was funny st- great stuff because it's hard to sleep when you're used to a certain time um but it was a lot of glacier hiking uh snowmobiling Ice caves, very different from here. Cold, windy, you can, it'll snow, rain, and be windy all in one day. And it's mm-hmm. only four hours of daylight. It's yeah. very, very different. But it, yeah. cool experience. Anyone that would like to go or ex- debating it, try it out. It's a very, very cool place. Uh, very small. Only 355,000 people are there. But water's free and power's free. So if y'all nice. <laughs> want to live... That free life, go on ahead. But it was cool. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and one of the fans actually had been there, too, and he took a picture. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very, very cool, and all I right. chatted up with him. But, uh, yeah, Dirk Cutter fired like we all expected, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go prolonged on that. We all knew that it should have happened, and it did happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Light staying here, I I was a, for it, and I could see why we would be against it, too. But, I mean, to me, yeah, this is a good thing. We don't have to start from scratch. He knows what the team is. He can really move forward with – he knows he already made mistakes. And let's have a guy be already knowing what the heartbeat of the team is and to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And also, he has the close ties with Bruce Arians. We've all mentioned this. Everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. 
and we hope we can lower him in. It sounds like he's very close, mm-hmm. but we don't know. We don't know anything. We, you just know the interviews he's actually had with other coaches because he has to ask the other mm-hmm. team to interview. Right. He's just privately texting or calling Arians. We don't, we don't know crap, mm-hmm. but we hope. Fingers crossed. Um, other than that, yeah, the, the Brent Grimes things, but we'll, we'll go over that later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ice and cool. Third mm-hmm. color gone. Happy. Mm-hmm. And let's get into the coaches, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think about uh, as far as Jameis coming back? I think it's I think that's their best decision. I think that was pretty much likely. Um, you know, he's. I think everyone agrees that he's going to be better with the with the right coaching staff. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? No. Yeah, um, yeah, we've we've talked about this plenty mm-hmm. of times. Mm-hmm. It's what was he being asked to do? And it's funny. We'll talk more about the Brent Grimes and what, what he was asked to do. Mm-hmm. But the coaching staff in general, he's were a vertical offense. Cutter said it his last interview before leaving. Oh, and he was like, oh, James just can't throw the deep ball now. But he did it in college. Mm. Well, well, I mean, if you're seeing he's not doing it correctly or right, why are you forcing a round peg into a square hole or whatever the hell the saying mm. is? Don't do it. Yeah. Actually play to the player's strength. You believe that? Mm. And that's another thing with Freddie Kitchens and the Bruce Arians connection. Todd Haley and, and Hugh Jackson – Forcing Baker Mayfield to do crap. Right. Mayfield is strongly opinionated. He's like, bullshit, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And then Freddie Kitchens comes in there, and even Bruce Arians went on their interview. I put it up mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago saying that how Freddie Kitchens is just playing to what Mayfield does best. Yeah. He's asking him, what do you like to do? What do you, how hard is that? Yeah. <laughs> to ask your player, communicate with your player your head yeah. number one overall pick what do you like to do yeah that's why i like um you know we had the sims and lefko clip earlier you know to start the show that's why i like he you know lefko talked about you know Jameis be down to score 50 points a game you know aaron's telling him that and that's something i could see because arians is going to talk to Jameis and he's going to ask for his input and that's what he that's why his quarterbacks do so well like when he worked with peyton manning when he worked with ben roethlisberger uh, Andrew Luck, all these guys, he all asked them, you know, what's what do you like, what do you don't like, you know, this and that, making sure, like, they're in the best spot to be successful, and that's something I think we need to have with Jameis going forward. Even Carson Palmer. Yeah, Carson Palmer. got the Palmer. most out of Carson Palmer. Yeah. Right? He was retired and came back. <laughs> so, I mean, that's he's good. He's, he he yeah. knows how to push his players, and it's not just yelling at them. Mm-hmm. It's yelling at them with a meaning behind it and getting to know the player. Like, he's – Really good with people. That's one thing we yeah. really pushed on with our next head coach. It can't be just reprimand or yelling. It can't be Shiano. Mm-hmm. It has to be getting to know the players as men and then relating with them and having them push forward themselves by the guidance of the coach, the leader, right? right? Yeah. Cutter just didn't have that leadership role. He was a great offensive coordinator. Don't get me wrong. Like He draws up deep plays. Everyone loves his deep plays. But you can't be pushing that all the time. Mm-hmm. And if players aren't getting it, you got to be able to relate with them to convey your message to them. If they're not getting it, you can't force your will on it. You have to help them out in getting it. And that obviously the cold coaching staff itself, it was too old school and not blending to what the players can relate to, right? Yeah, I think the main problem with Cutter, I think he just didn't have the pulse of the team. Uh, he just didn't have that. Uh, I think he was expecting too much from his younger players to act like professionals and then at the same time his veterans to be veterans. And I just didn't think he had the 
there was just a big disconnect there between his his staff and his players, and we'll get into that later. You know, Brent Grimes talks about it, but it, it just it just wasn't there. There was something definitely missing. You can see that week to week where you're just that's why we we're so inconsistent. Um, but as far as Bruce Arians, I mean, with what I'm hearing and what I've been seeing on, you know, on the social media and, and certain outlets and, and guys that I respect and follow, um, Bruce Arians looks like it's, it's getting close. It looks like he's the top guy. Uh, I think the Bucks are just doing their due diligence to make sure they get the best hire. And I think we'll find out, you know, hopefully by next week. I mean, I agree with you there. Yeah. Uh, like we, we looked at them. Y'all can go back and look at our Bruce Arians head coaching candidate uh, podcast. But, I mean, he's a really good leader. I, obviously, I can't mm-hmm. toot his horn enough. Everyone's biggest concern was, oh, there better be a, a guy that comes with him. Yeah, succession. Because he's 66, his health concerns. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, genuinely, we're, we're waiting on the Browns to make a decision. True. Because if the Browns get Bruce Arians, okay, we're out of it. Mm-hmm. Or if the Browns, say they keep Greg Williams as head coach, they're going to keep Freddie Kitchens. Right. And I think Freddie Kitchens is a huge chip with the Bruce Arians thing. True. So, I mean, I know you said Harold Goodwin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freddie Kitchens just showed you what he can do. So, and yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, Arians is like, mm. what do you, how do you say it? Uh, that's sensei. What the hell? What the hell? What word am I looking <laughs> Apprentice. for? Apprentice. Apprentice. There you go. And yeah. that, and a lot of people would be scared if, 66-year-old with health concerns, mm-hmm. who's going to take over after he's gone? So a guy yeah. like Freddie Kitchens or even Todd Bowles, he's, he's fired too. So mm-hmm. that huge coaching staff he can put together would be awesome. Right. Trevor Sikama put one out on uh, Peter Report, putting the whole coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, this is – and yeah. I, I even retweeted it saying, yeah, people need to see how, how much uh, – what's it called? Just time in the NFL and just mm-hmm. – no, knowledge is in that coaching staff, yeah. and that's something where Bruce Arians can bring. Mm-hmm. The other guys that like, we interviewed or interviewed, <laughs> looked at, mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy, we don't know yeah. what he's going to bring. Um, Chris Richard, who we're going to interview tomorrow, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Great defensive coordinator, great speaker, but we, yeah, you just don't know what he's going to bring. Yeah, that's the biggest question mark. Like, you just don't know who they'll be able to get with their staff and. You know, with the Bruce Arians, you know, my concern is, does he, does he want to do this? You know, does he want to be back in coaching? He just retired or he stepped away. Um, and once you step away, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to get back into it, but if he's down and he's ready to, to coach again, which it looks like, um, then yeah, I think you go after it. And like Mark was saying, getting a guy like, um, you know, Freddie Kitchens, uh, or even a Todd Bowles to be the succession plan. I think that's something you definitely, um, consider and just the overall staff that he would be able to bring in experience, uh, guys that know, you know, how to coach up these guys and make sure they're all on the same page. I think that's definitely what we need. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the Bruce Arians part of it. Mm-hmm. And then everyone, every Bucks fan seems like they want Bruce Arians yeah. now. I mean, once they kind of looked at all the stuff he can bring, mm-hmm. but let's also go in. Yeah. Eric Bieniemy was the first guy we kind of interviewed, right? Yeah. And we really like him. Obviously, Kansas City's awesome offense. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear more about him, just go back in our podcast. I don't know what number, but it's in, it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, good speaker. Can relate with the players. He was a running back, right? Mm-hmm. So another good option. And no, it's not just the Rooney rule. That's a really good coach candidate. Yeah. And light flew to him. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. 
uh, George Edwards. I don't really know much on him. I looked looked him up. He's just been a defensive coordinator, linebackers coach, and but I mean, why would you hire a guy that has regressed this year? And like I watched some of his uh, press conferences, and I mean, he's not a powerful, powerful voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe he's like a cutter. He's a good coordinator, but just not a good head coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, like 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 that. Like Light said during the press conference, he's not going to leave anything unturned, right? No stone unturned. He's going to look at every option. He's going to actually go through all his resources to figure out who's the guy. Yeah. And I believe this is what he's doing. He's like, oh, this guy's been in the league. He knows what he's doing. Let's check him out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that has 21 years of NFL experience. So, I mean, he's been around for a while. Uh, he knows – I mean, he knows football, and he's a good coach. I mean, he's he's – put Minnesota defense at, at, at top of the league. I mean, they were number one in 2017 and, um, you know, they regressed a little bit this year, but I think that was more so to their offense and also injuries on defense. They lost a lot of key guys throughout the year, um, had to start some rookies at, at, in the secondary, but he's, he's a good coach. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's learned from Mike Zimmer. Uh, he pretty much runs the game plans up there. doesn't call the plays, but he does run game plan and, you know, he'd be an interesting hire, but I don't think he's, uh, you know, he's the guy we're going to go with. I think it's just like Mark said, getting as much knowledge as you can and, and making sure you're um, talking to everyone that, that is available. Yeah, and then the Brian Kelly news, right? That was fake. I mean, that was <laughs> fake news. Um, yeah, I looked at that, and I was like, yeah, this is not real. Um, it's, it's First of all, it was reported from Chicago, so somebody was talking to, to an agent and trying to uh, push, push um, that story onto onto people, and it's just not true. Even his um, Brian Kelly's son, I think, laughed at the article. So I mean, it was it was yeah. it was fake. Yeah, I think you said that first. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, this is fake news. Yeah, I tweeted. I was like, fake news. I'm like, this is too easy to know. <laughs> it's true, um, but coaching wise, other than that, we don't have anything else set up, right? Yeah, Chris Richard tomorrow, and that's that's pretty much it. I, you know, and now we're hearing, you know, from multiple outlets, and this was the big news yesterday that we're going to have a coach by Tuesday. That was reported by Joe Bucks fan, mm-hmm. um, and you know, from everything I'm hearing from other sources, their sources, it looks like it's going to get done, you know, by middle of next week, and that's that's good news. I mean, we'll see. I think it, you know, it kind of makes sense with the timeline. If you are going after Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians has said he's interested. He probably confirmed it with Jason Light that he would like the job. And Arians at this time is probably making calls, seeing what potential staff he could line up and making sure he has everything in order. So it's pretty much just getting the ducks in the, in the row. And uh, I think Jason Light at the same time is making sure there's not a better candidate out there that would be better than Bruce Arians. So And let the Browns make their decision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think the Browns pretty much hold all the cards. I think once that first domino... Uh, falls, then you're going to see everyone else fall in line. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and I hope it is by the mid midweek next week. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cool thing, and we can actually start our off season. Right. Yep. Right. I mean, we're looking into players, but I want to have a coach first before I start diving into. Yeah, definitely. Scouting. It definitely helps. You got to have some type of direction from the staff, and you can really see, you know what this team is going to look like and really, uh, you know, give your best estimate as far as players and, you know, who they would be looking at the draft. Still, we have Jason Light, but, you know, you still have to look at, you know, is he going to be building, you know, for different schemes? And that that plays a role. 
You're right. Mm. You're right. But let's now before we do the Brent Grimes stuff, let's do the questions. Okay. You put a question on oh, yeah. Twitter about any questions for from fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the first one. This is from T at Buckwild zero zero seven. Do you think Humphreys gets resigned? If so, at how much? That's a great question. I think you know he's definitely earned um, the contract extension. I mean, he had over seventy catches. I think he had over 800 yards, um, five touchdowns or so, maybe six. But, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I think Jason Light will definitely want to bring back. But, again, it depends on the coaching, you know, who, you know, they might feel differently. But as far as money goes, I think he's earned anywhere close to six or seven million. I mean, he's going to get his his money. Yeah, we talked about that Mm -hmm. a little bit. I mean, Humphreys, he had 76 catches, 816 yards, five touchdowns. There you go. That's that's a good season. Yeah. Pretty damn good season. And that's a perfect slot. Mm-hmm. Like I, No matter what coach comes in, is going to look at him and say, I need you for the slot. Right. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, and plus his versatility with special teams and stuff like that. I mean, he's definitely a valued player. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we I think we talked about this in another podcast. I would say six or seven mm-hmm. is, like you you were saying, is I wouldn't go higher. Right. Like, But it's your slot receiver. He's dependable, yes. He's not Thielen, mm-hmm. but he's he's good at what he does. Right. Pay him for a slot receiver. I think that's around right. Mm-hmm. But I would not do ten. No, no, no. People that really, really want him, don't go that crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, looking at this right now, Chris Godwin had fifty-nine catches for more yards. Right. Eight hundred forty-two yards and seven touchdowns. I didn't know he had that good of a year. Damn. <laughs> Next year you got a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, do we want him back? Yeah. Does he want to come back? I guarantee he's going to wait for the coach mm-hmm. first. I know he has a lot of friends, but. Yeah. That's... I think the big attraction is, is is Jameis, obviously. I think him and Jameis have a great, you know, uh, connection. And I think, you know, obviously Cam Brait here, I mean, that's his best friend. Um, so there there's some good things. I mean, I think he would definitely um, be interested. I think the way the Bucks work contracts, I think they'll find a way to you know, make it into a, a win-win for both sides. I hope so. <laughs> All right, so Thad Campbell, at Thad Campbell. <laughs> Realistically, what could a great return look like? A third-round pick? Hmm. Talk uh, about a trade. As far as a trade goes, I, that's something, I mean, that could be considered. I think if we do bring in Arians, I don't see that as a possibility because Arians likes, similar to Cutter, he likes to run a lot of two tight end, uh, three tight end sets. Um so I mean it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean he does he does have a a price tag. Uh, it's a good contract though, as far as very good. Yeah, as far as for the Bucks. So I don't know. I don't think um, I don't think that'll be in the cards. But it, I mean it depends. I mean if you get a good offer, I think it's it's definitely open for discussion. I'm be hundred percent. It would not be a third round pick. Yeah, I think it would be probably later. It'd probably be fourth or fifth. It, it yeah. It'd probably be a fifth if yeah. that's like the highest. Yeah, there's no chance you're gonna like he had a down year. He has a great contract. He's a good tight end, but he's not Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy Graham got a second. I think so. I mean, he's not a star. He's a mm-hmm. good tight end, but he his issues with blocking. He's not a complete guy, and he's not Gronk or Jimmy Graham. He's not going to revolutionize your offense. So right. third is not you can't command that. If you can get that, hell yeah. Uh, I still would debate it because Cam Brate, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't think you're getting that high. Fifth, probably, would, I would say. Okay. Uh, Michael Kastner. 
why the beef with local Buccaneers beat writers? <laughs> there's there's beef? I, yeah, I, I really don't know, Michael. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of people want to be first, um, but I don't know why there there's beef. I think, um, yeah, I'm really not sure. I think it just has something to do with, I guess, media being pushed, you know, they have a job to do and their job is to write, you know, they're asked to write certain stories and they have to, they have to report on that. So again, some people might feel, you know, that's not the right thing to talk about. And everyone has an opinion. That's all I say. I mean, everyone each has their opinion. They're entitled to it and not everyone's going to agree, but at the same time, I mean, we are Bucks fans and, you know, but for the media, they're, they're supposed to be unbiased. So well, I mean, that's why we have a podcast. We can be whatever bias right. we want to be. Right, exactly. Well, I'm just talking about for, like, newspapers and uh, stuff. They're hired to do a certain job, and that's to, you know, write a certain article. They they get – they're pretty much on a deadline, so they have to do what, you know, they have to do to get, get paid. I mean, it's their livelihood. I, I mean, I don't I don't like the, oh, I, I was first. Tell me this. I was first. You have yeah. to give yeah. – who the hell cares? Right. It came out either way. Like It's like – Oh, it's waiting to be first in line, but everyone's going to the same place. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a break. Oh, but I said it, guys. But I. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go wipe your ass. Cool. Yeah. I, I just. I don't. Get I think it. it's about you know people focus more about being right and instead of just hey we're all we're all on the same you know same side here we're all Bucks fans and just want to see this team win I think that's the main thing. Yeah, and as a fan, that's why I like doing this because I can mm-hmm. say my opinion. I want us to win. Right. I want to go in the right directions, and I want to have – just get get this all out, right? Mm-hmm. Just be like, oh, get it off my chest. Like, if I'm mad, I'm mad. Yeah. If I'm happy about a good decision, I want to get it out too and see where I – see the benefits and mm-hmm. hear what you guys have to think too. I mean, it's not – Yeah. Like and we it, say, it's a fan base. It's not just, oh, I got this news out first. Mm-hmm. Believe me and follow me. And at the same time, and that's what what's awesome about it because it gives you the power to whether agree with us or disagree. And, and we're not and we're not going to please everyone. We know that, so it's uh, it's just fun. I mean, we we have fun with it, and you know, being Bucks fan, we just want to see this team finally get back to where they should be, and that's in the playoffs. Please. <laughs> and then, then all right, someone just answered your Arians runs a lot of two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes three, yeah. So he just answered that last little bit. But um, let's move on to Brant Grimes. Yeah. Talk about the situation, then I'll bring up the... Yeah, I mean, initial thoughts. I mean, it doesn't surprise me as far as what he said. I mean, you know, I kind of figured... I kind of figured as much. I mean, he showed on tape. I mean, as far as his effort in not willing to play the run... I mean, you could see that. I mean, teams saw it, and they started running towards him and, and getting big plays. Uh, so it's it's really not shocking as far as what he said. And uh, same thing with Miko. And I, I mean, I understand it, but, again, I got kind of pissed off with the, <laughs> you know, 7 million versus 13, 15 million. Oh, he can't cover number one receiver. That makes no sense. I mean, you have a job to do. You signed the contract. If you didn't want to be here, then you should have not signed. I mean, you have – you have a responsibility to play it out and do to the best of your abilities. Um, if you were upset that they were putting you in man coverage or versus zone and all that, I mean, cry me a fucking river. <laughs> you're, you're a millionaire either way. Yeah. So. Oh, well, well, here's that clip that everyone's talking about just to, so you can understand it and what our beef about it is. Mm-hmm. The beef. $7 million a year. Yeah, that's not, that's not right. 
It's not, not at all. It's disrespectful. And I just fucked up my whole vibe for the whole year, just be completely honest. Right. Because it's just disrespectful. But we get to the Steelers, and then they start asking me to follow people. Yeah. And I just was tired of every year of my career, I don't get any type of, like, respect for what I do. And then y'all y'all hit me with the seven, and then we get to a game with Antonio Brown, and now it's followed receivers. And I just couldn't, I couldn't agree with it. Because right. it's just disrespectful. Because people that follow receivers are, all the time, unless they're on a rookie contract or, or trying to get paid, are usually making $13, 15000000 million a year. I mean, to me, that's just like a conceited... I mean, you're, you're 35 years old. Did you think you're in it 13 to 15? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's just blindly thinking, oh, I'm this good, I should be getting this. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not getting this... I'm just not going to do this. Yeah. It, that, and someone said it, like the JPP, some people aren't real. That is 100% mm-hmm. who is not real. Yeah. <laughs> it just it didn't make any sense to me because he's never shown the ability to do what he's talking about as far as playing man coverage and, and um, you know, taking receivers out of the game. I mean, that's just not who he is. And I, I can get it from him being strictly a zone corner and now he's being asked to, to follow people. But – at the same time, you are our best corner, supposedly, as far as payment goes, and they're asking you to do something. You need to do it, you know? I mean, but this is the thing I saw or I heard in this podcast. Yeah, I got angered by that. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, it, it's cool to hear from his point of view of what the defense in itself was supposed to do, right. what was being told to do, and what their schemes were. And it's like even he himself was like, oh, we're – so easily like looked at and be like, okay, we, we, they know, we know what the hell they're doing. And it's funny. Like we were saying it all year, every offense knew it all year. And it's just a player coming out saying, yeah, everyone knew we were, we were playing basic, easy. And it, they took, took us apart, but it was also shitty to me. He's acting like he didn't give up crap. Mm-hmm. Like I think his wife was like, Oh, you didn't give up a hundred yards all, all season. I'm like, you were serious. <laughs> Or it was the, oh, if it's 30 yards down the field, that's not my fault. Yes and no. No, I mean, yeah, if it's that deep, yeah, it should have safety help. But still, like, yeah, I, I agree with them in some sense. But still, like, just kind of be the – where's the team guy? Like, yeah. this is all, oh, I did my part. Yeah. I did – it's the – and Football's that's, a team game. And that's what frustrated me because we saw that early in the year. I was like, Mark, this guy's quit. Like, he should be on the bench. I was calling for um, Ryan Smith or Devontae Harris to, to play. And that was the problem with the coaching staff. They didn't hold guys accountable like that. And that's why they're gone. I mean, that's why they're fired. Mm-hmm. All right, well, there's a, here are the clips I'm talking about, him talking about the coaches, him talking about how they actually talk to players. And this is why we want a whole different coaching staff that does the total opposite of what this coaching staff kind of did. So this is him about the coaching and yelling, leadership, stuff like that. That, That's whack. And football in general, the whole view of of leadership and how leaders are supposed to be. And the cliche with football leaders, even the coaches, is like yelling. Right. And just and just yelling at people when they mess up. 
They also told you you weren't a leader because you don't yell at your young DB core when they yeah. get a ball caught on them which, or anything which happens. Which doesn't to make them. sense for a young group. Right. It doesn't make sense. Because all that you already got them in situations that are tough. We're in a very predictable defense. It's very easy to figure out what we're doing. A lot of man to man for some young guys. That yeah. So so yelling at them for getting a pass caught on them or messing up. Is counterproductive because all that does is form a shell over a person. And now, instead of playing free and say, all right, that was a mistake, like you could t- tell somebody they made a mistake. But if you, you put, you're instilling fear mm-hmm. on players, especially young players, it's going to affect their play whether they say it or not. Yeah, and I, I agreed with that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, it's the way you're yelling at them. Like when we talked about Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. he's. He yells, but he does it with a meaning behind it. He doesn't just disbar, disbar you and just, oh, you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you, okay, the way you're playing is bad. Mm-hmm. I don't see you as a bad person. You're just playing bad, and we got to get you better. So he's, and, like, and he knows, okay, if they tried or if they didn't try. Yeah. So it's more getting there's, to know your players and coaching a, them about better. There's a better way to do every yeah. thing you say. There's a plan behind it. You yeah. Know? There's a plan behind everything that he would say to his guys, and that's why he was such a good team or had a good team. And that's something that you can see, you know, Brent Grimes talks about, and it was definitely missing. Um, and that's what we, you know, we talked about earlier the disconnection between staff and players. And it just, it was just bad. And you, that's why you saw the inconsistent play from everyone. Yeah. And then here's, oh, yeah. So remember Warren Sapp getting into it with Quan Alexander and, Levante David about right. running gaps and run fits, run fits yeah. where people need to be pushing it inside. And that's like football 101. And everyone, everyone was arguing it, right? So, and you would think, yeah, the corners push him inside. This, and this is Brent Grimes saying they were coached not to do that. <laughs> they were coached to have a hard edge. Don't make them because, and he, he even says it, it's like they literally would tell him he was wrong if he didn't. So, and this this is why I like the the podcast too, because you're hearing what they're being told. So let him tell it. You and Coach Hulk have been beefing the whole season about how he's trying to force you to play running backs. You are 13 years in the league. This motherfucker's been a coordinator. He's been a, a, a position coach his entire career, which terrible if you ask me. And he has the nerve to tell you that he wants you to he wants to change how you cover running backs and. What happened? Well, he they were teaching like I always play runs that bounce to the outside as a corner. I come out and I just make them cut inside. Mm-hmm. That's what I usually do. But I do that and they cut inside. Somebody else tackle them. I I would get minuses. So what I did is what they tell us to do: run straight to the edge and like set a, a hard edge. And I would say, like, any good running back is going to bounce outside. So, I mean, that just shows. I mean, who the hell coaches it that way? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess you want to have the sideline as the extra defender, but still, that makes no sense. Like, you want to make the guy go to where the heart of the defense is. And for for them to ask, you know, Brent Grimes to make tackles one-on-one on on the outside, that makes makes no sense. (laughs) Your coach's staff is trash, okay? 
thank you. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that, that sums it up. It, that is it right there. Yep. <laughs> but to me, like you, you, we both see this. He didn't do any of that at near the end of the year. His run, if it was a run, he's usually flying, just being pushed out of the way. Right. Like there was maybe in the beginning of the year, he was being aggressive and doing something, but near the end, yeah, you're, you're right about yeah, it. He was he, just he running just, away from contact. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't care. <laughs> and here's one more. Th- I agreed a lot with this little minute clip, and this is him about how coaches should have done it and how we need smarter players or just coaches and do, do a better job. Mm-hmm. You should have them learning stuff. Learn, all right, this is the defense we're going to have to play. This is the type of routes they're going to run to beat said defense. This is how you make plays in said defense. And they didn't do that. And And coaches seem to – just teach lamp like this is where you're supposed to go. This is where right here. This is where you're supposed to go, and I and I it kills me to like just see that that type of it is dumb. It's very dumb. It's like treating everybody else like a dumb. And I guess they've been coaching for so long they think players are dumb. But I feel like if you got dumb players, then you need to get smarter players. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is not just a. A Bucks thing, I think, is the NFL thing. If you don't, you feel like you can only play man defense, then you got dumb players. Right. And dumb players is not how you win. Right. People should be able to recognize stuff. You should be trying to trick the offense. Right. You should not. The offense shouldn't know what you're in. Sad but true. <laughs> what have we been saying all year? That is true. And that's why we need a new staff. You've got to have a staff that is going to – teach these guys and coach them up to be better players. You have to be able to do both man and zone in this league, especially um, like Brent said, if you want to confuse offenses, uh, you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to come out in different, you know, base sets as far as coverage and what you're presenting to the offense. And I don't think our players are dumb. I don't think he meant it that way, but coaches have to help these guys and become smarter football players by being able to, to recognize route concepts, to be able to recognize, you know, where the quarterback is going to be looking with the ball, you know, things like that. It's all plays a part. Well, I mean, to me, when he said dumb, yeah, you have rookies playing, learning on the go. Carlton Davis did not have a good, uh, no, did not have a bad season. Right. He actually did well. And it's for a guy mm-hmm. learning on the go with a very predictable defense. Come on. Mm-hmm. Serious. And he did well, I thought. Yeah. And they played to his strengths, which is man coverage. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Brent Grimes, you can get mad at him for the 13 to $15 million contract mm-hmm. thing. But these things he was saying, I agreed with a lot. I was like, yeah, if your coaches aren't coaching you up to what to expect or to put you in a situation where the, the offense doesn't even know what the hell you're doing, I mean, you're going to get eaten up, mm-hmm. right? So I agreed with him on that. Dumb, Isaiah Johnson to me just rings a bell. Like <laughs> He looks so lost on so many occasions. It, when you're one player's out of place in a defense, that's a huge gap in open opening. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to tell me offenses aren't queuing in on that? Like, uh, I, yeah. But it, you know, you could also look at it this way from Brent Grimes, maybe being selfish as far as talking about, you know, he talked about zone coverage a lot, but he didn't really, t- you know, saying if you only play man, then you're dumb. But that could be also because he doesn't play man coverage. So maybe it's a selfish point of, of view looking that way. Well, yeah. I, I think it's also dumb because obviously the the coaching didn't help the players know where to be. Yeah. So the players look dumb on the field because they're not, they don't know, they understand where they're supposed to be at a certain time. 
during a certain play, like mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. So the coaches didn't do well, so the players look dumb too. It's not their fault entirely, probably. But, I mean, they were set up to fail. He said it himself. It was predictable. Yeah. And you, you can't help. Obviously, in a zone, you have to be in a certain place, and the team has to work together knowing you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. If they don't know you're going to be there and the coaches are seeing, okay, they're just not getting it, mm-hmm. you got to go to man. Yeah. There's no other option. Because, like the Bears game, they tried zones. Yeah. They just looked like shit, and the Bears found every open zone because they didn't know where to be. Isaiah Johnson looked like a damn fool. Like, I, I hate to name call him, but mm-hmm. he didn't do good at all. No. But I, that's, I digress. <laughs> but but that's, that's Brent Grimes. That's, yeah. He's probably not going to be back. No, he's going to be gone. Retired. I mean. Oh, and at, at the end, they're like, oh, well, well, I want you to be on a playoff team next year. Let, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Well, let him go. I mean, go to the Patriots. I mean, you'll get a playoff berth that way. But, um, yeah, I mean. It is what it is. I, I'm glad he's going to be gone. I think we have some others that are going to be joining him. There's going to be some, you know, roster turnover like always every year. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready for this off season. It's it's going to be fun. We got free agency draft. We're in a good spot at the draft. We didn't even talk about that. We won the mm. uh, got the fifth overall pick, and that's what you know losing does. I mean, last week's game was um, was like a perfect. I mean, it was a perfect game for us because uh, Jameis played well. Uh, defense showed flashes. I mean, everything you wanted, and then they just they lost it there at the end. Kind of uh, microcosm of the season, which was uh, which was nice to see. And I I was at the game; it was fun. I got to got to sit up front. Pretty cool. Sadly, I didn't see any of it besides the last final kick. I oh. found some random little bar, <laughs> and I asked them to change it. They said they couldn't get it, but it was like a quick one of those NFL red zone things mm-hmm. where they see the last kick. Yeah. I was like, did he make it? And it was a little TV. I couldn't see. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, I went in. I was like, good. Thank God. <laughs> so they're like, you want them to lose? I was like, well, I mean, I honestly wanted to pick. But mm-hmm. it's uh, like to do better in the future pretty yeah. much thing. Yeah. Um, so I was happy about that. And then in Iceland, you can't watch the game on NFL Game Pass. I don't know why. Yeah. So I was also upset at that. So that's why I couldn't put up video. Must Sorry, be, guys. <laughs> must be something with uh, just overseas, something. I don't know. If NFL has blockage over there, I, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. but, yeah, that was fun. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're in a good spot this offseason. Uh, a lot of potential on this team. Again, it's it's not really a talent thing. I think it's just we need direction, and hopefully we can get that. And uh, next week should be uh, should be fun. With uh, We'll have more episodes just talking about news and where this team is going to go and hopefully we can talk about, you know, the new leader that's going to be coming in here. And, uh, it's going to be fun, man. I, I just can't wait. Can't wait to get it all going. Yeah. This is going to be an exciting off season guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got a lot of stuff going on. You got a high pick, you got a new coach, you got a new direction. Yeah. You're going to, if it is Bruce Arians, you're going to have awesome press conferences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just stuff to kind of look forward to and to get excited about. I mean, sadly, this is our favorite time because of the change and you're getting new things because mm-hmm. the season usually isn't that great. Right. But you never know. This could be a bright future ahead of us, and mm-hmm. it all depends on who this next hire is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a team that can definitely turn around quickly, uh, but we're excited. Um, I think I think we're going to close it out with that. And, um, hey, playoffs do start today, so enjoy that. You know, watch other teams that are – 
successful right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back uh, sometime next week uh, with all the updated news. And that's it. Go Bucks.